All right. So we're looking at uh, grow and shine. So this is this is a Bible truth that has uh, that that's very practical. Something that you've been able to, uh, or we believe that the Bible should be practical, right? That that it is beneficial uh, for many different things, and so applying it produces a, a change in us, right? Not just that we should be studying the Word of God, but that that study should be uh, changing us. And so uh, describe this truth that uh, that has gotten a grip of you, that has allowed you to grow and shine. So the verse that, um, one verse I've, I've found coming back to mind uh, a lot, either in yeah, uh, difficult times or often in times when, when people close to me are going through difficult times is Isaiah 50 verse 10, which says, who among you fears the Lord and obeys the word of his servant? Let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust in the name of the Lord and rely on their God. Um, so I guess that for me, the... The key thing there is that, you know, the, well, two things. The, the, the first is that scripture doesn't pretend that dark times aren't going to come. You know, scripture is very realistic and uh, very descriptive sometimes. You know, we see it in whether it's in the Psalms and crying out in times of darkness or in the, the very um, life stories of people in scripture and in like, obviously the life of the Lord Jesus himself, you know, dark darkness comes. So the question is not, will I face darkness as a Christian? If anybody tells you you're not going to, they're, they're not, they're not telling you the, the, the full truth, you know, um, you will. So the real question is, what am I going to do with that? What am I going to do in that? What will I do when, it, when life goes dark for any number of reasons? And what the Lord tells us here is that darkness, you're going to walk in darkness sometimes, you know, whether that's the valley of the shadow of death, Psalm 23, or through other kinds of circumstances, you are going to face it. But he says, let the one who walks in the dark, who has no light, trust. So the call is, is to say, don't try. The first thing is not to try to get out of the darkness, not to try to escape the current set of circumstances, not to try to just run. The first thing is to realize that in the middle of that darkness, I can trust. I don't mm. trust once I'm out of the darkness. I can trust right in the middle of it. And the reason is because of the name of the Lord. Um, and the idea in scripture of name is, is has so much to do with character, doesn't it? This A name kind of sums up someone's character in biblical language. So in the name of Yahweh, in the name of the God of our salvation, that this is that we can trust in his character. And, and even thinking about Romans 8 and, and that kind of, kind of logic, that he who did not spare his own son, but gave him up for us all, how will he not willingly with him give, him, give us all things? It's like, you know, so he gave up his son for us, but, but will he abandon you now in the dark? Well, is he going to? leave you did he did he do that so that he could drop the ball later on no of course not the character of god as seen especially in the cross in that darkest of times mm -hmm. even and i say it reverently even 
in the heart of God, that what he was willing to face, what the incarnate son of God was willing to face in that darkness. And of course, then he reaching out finally at the end of that and saying, father into your hands, I could commit my spirit was him trusting in the dark and, and to rely on, on their God. It, it finishes by saying, and so I think that's, that, that's what I've, I've loved about that, that, um, yeah, you're not, you're in the dark, you're going to be in the dark, but you're never going to be alone. Um, I will never leave you or forsake you, as, as Jesus says. He was forsaken, so we didn't have to be. And in those dark times, the character of God is what we have to rely on. The circumstances will probably come and be more than we ever imagined we'd have to face at some point. And in that moment, we can't say, well, because God let me have a good life or let me not face hard things, then I can trust him. I say, no, the trust comes because of who he is and the fact that he is actually there in the, in the dark. And the picture in my mind, it's not explicitly said in there, but the, the picture I've never been able to or wanted to get out of my mind when I think of that verse is, let the one who walks in the dark and has no light, trust in the name of the Lord, rely on their God. And I see it's as if you're you're walking in the dark and it's just the call is just to reach up and take the hand that is there to hold you. Just because you can't see it, just because you have no light doesn't mean that you're you're alone in that dark time. So I think that application wise that has I think that's going to be very individual to whoever is facing a, a dark time, but we can all think of times when we have, have faced that for many different reasons. And in each and every one of the, you know, few circumstances I've faced where it's been very dark. Um, yeah. The Lord has brought this verse to mind and saying, this is, I'm going to walk through this with you. Um, and, and that's why you're going to get through it. When you were speaking about Romans 8, I thought of the children of Israel when they, they were liberated out of Egypt and then they're walking through the desert and there's no food. And they said, he brought them in, you know, we've been brought into the desert to die, you know, and yeah. you look at him and you're like, what are you talking about? Like yeah. Yeah. He, God right. just did all these miracles and you're right. worried. Yeah. But then yeah. you look at yourself, right? Yeah. And, and yeah. God did this amazing miracle to save us. And then we're saying like, God, you're going to desert me now, right? And, and, and we don't trust him. That's and right. yeah, so that's, and that's... That's what it feels like. That's yeah. because that's, that is very true. And I know that very much myself where, where the, the sense of, yes, but the circumstances now are overwhelming me. Yeah. So yeah. What, do you do, what do you do in that moment when they're overwhelming you again? You know, God, when, when as humans, we, we, as you say, just like the Israelites then just say, well, that was then, this is now. <laughs> where yeah. is he now? Um, and, and so we come back to the question of his character. If his character has changed, we're in trouble. If it hasn't, then, then we can trust and rely on him, even if, it's, even if it's desperately dark. And, and that's kind of the point of darkness, isn't it? You can't see what's coming next. You can't see where the answer is. You can't see where the exit is. You can't see any way through. And God says, that's okay, but only because I haven't changed and I've got you. That's, that's what relying on means. You know, you can lean on it. 
and not and and find out oh you're still here i didn't see you. i couldn't see it but you're still here now this is a, a going to be a reoccurring right the darkness is yeah. reoccurring all our lives so how do we grow in this truth um what has been your experience with that? Well, certainly, as we were saying, like every time something comes, you know, it's kind of discouraging in, in a sense to realize, oh, well, I'm doubting again, or, you know, I'm not trusting. Um, but I think memory is a great help in this, even just to, to stop again, we're saying just to stop and pause and look back. And that was the call to, to Israel too look how far the Lord has led you up till now, you know, um, and to say he, he has done this, this, and this, and, and really, you know, you see even the, the feasts and, and the, the Passover and, and the ta- and Feast of Tabernacles, all of these feasts were, were just that, that God's people were called to say, remember what he did back then. And that showed who he is now. So, I think one of the things that I've been challenged about with this is to be grateful and gratitude actually is a tremendous tool and a, or a tremendous weapon in, in fighting off doubt and fear because to be grateful, you have to remember what the Lord has done to be thankful to God. You have to say, Oh, you did this and you did this. And as we do that, it actually has the effect of building our confidence in God for the present and, and our hope for the future. So gratitude, I think, is something that very often I, I've, I've overlooked as one of God's great sanctifying tools in my life to say, I want you to actively stop, take time, remember, and, and say thanks. You know, I don't, I don't know how you find it with your kids, but my goodness, why is it so hard to say thank you? You know, it's yeah. like, just say thank you. <laughs> You know, it's like, please and thank you. These are very, you know, so it's, I think that's, and there's something in human nature where we don't want to ask properly and we don't want to acknowledge properly. And, and God says, look, this isn't just for me. Yes. You need to be grateful, but um, when you are, you'll come to trust me more because you'll see, oh, this I've been here. I have been here before. And, oh, you did get me through and, oh, there are, so I can trust in your character and you'll, you'll see me through tomorrow as well. And so it's the, it's the, the one is gratitude. Yeah. And it's the same with parents, right? We don't make our yeah. kids say please and thank you so that we get warm fuzzies inside. No. Yeah. yeah it's right. for their good. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, it does give warm fuzzies sometimes, no. but you know, <laughs> both only because it's so rare. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. when we don't prompt it right yes, when, when right. we yes, see thankfulness it. developed yeah yes. that's it that's it that's it yeah. and so, so i think the lord you know in in that same way is bringing his children to be thankful people and individuals where because that is it's a proper response you know it's it's you know and in the technical sense that is proper that that you that if you're thankful you're you're acknowledging then God did this, you know, yeah. and um, yeah, seeing that I'm not self-sufficient, seeing that I'm, I, I am relying on you and, and, and you've done it again, Lord. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think of in uh, Hebrews 11, where it said Sarah, right. She had faith to conceive because she had considered him and, and found, seen him to be th- uh, faithful. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. That's so her. Right. She worked it through. Yeah. 
yeah. And I, I think with faith, just as a, a general idea, like if I say someone's graceful, they're full of grace. But if yeah. I say they're faithful, I'm not saying they're full of faith. I'm saying I can put my faith in them. Yeah. That's right. And so That's to right. see God as faithful yeah. and, and see his faithfulness, it actually grows my faith uh, because the more I see him as faithful, not that he is more faithful just because I see it, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the more I recognize his faithfulness, right. absolutely. makes and, it easier. Yeah, absolutely. And there's, there's a logic to it. And I think that's one of the other things to, to emphasize is that, that we are meant to, to think through things logically. Um, as we're saying from Romans 8, you know, he who did not spare his own son, like if he didn't spare his son, what, what's he going to hold back from you now? Uh, he gave us the greatest. So was he going to hold back something else that you need? But, or in, in chapter five, uh, Romans, um, while we were still weak in, in, in the, at the right time, Christ died for the ungodly. And, and in that he's just before that, he says, hope does not put to shame because the love of God has been shed abroad in our hearts through the Holy ghost, which was given to us. And then he goes into that now while we're weak, so on. And, and scarcely for a righteous man will one die, but perhaps for the good man, someone would even dare to die. But God commands his own love toward us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. And so what the Holy Spirit is doing there is to give us an argument. He's arguing the logic of Calvary and to say, you have got to see that this is actually makes sense. If God, if God was willing to do that for you while you were a sinner. Okay. Now he's not going to, he's hardly going to let you go now. Right, so I right. think that's the other side of it too. That the lot that we actually he expects us to, he wants to stretch us in our our right thinking about him and his character. Yeah, that we, we were enemies, but now we're chill, his children. That's right. And, yeah, and uh, you know, I, I think part of it is like our expectation grows, right? And so we feel like every you know, and and as it should be, we become more sensitized to our walk with him. And so sometimes a, a, a stumble, yeah. a fall feels more detrimental. Yeah. Um, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Um, Definitely. yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, so what um, we, we mentioned uh, remembrance and, and thankfulness. Is there any other suggestion you would give if someone, if someone's listening to this, they say, this is something I need more in my life. Uh, are there any other suggestions? I, I like those too, but any, anything else um, that you would say moving forward, if they're facing a time of darkness, uh, or uh, as we said, if they're not, they probably will. Um, I think, I think it is just probably to, to highlight that again, that idea of, so you've said that we said there's, um, thankfulness or gratitude and remembrance. And then I think I'd call it logic. I mean, that, that actually sometimes the, maybe it's counterintuitive, but the thing that we need when our hearts are hurting is we need to be told something that makes sense in our heads um, because sometimes the heart isn't ready to take it. Um, and sometimes, you know, we have to be careful, you know, and, and if we're, we're working with someone who's hurting just to say, well, why are you so sad? You know, it's not the point to say right. you're, you're sad, but Jesus loves you. So why are you sad? You know, that's right. That's stupid. Don't say that. But, you know, you're sad because of the loss and, and, yeah. and the Lord understands that. But 
at the same time then just to to reinforce the logic of love and love god's love is actually a very logical thing um to to grasp and and to see as we've we've thought there from from romans 5 that the way the holy spirit wants to shed his love through us is to to argue the case for his love and sometimes i think the only way our hearts are comforted is is through the mind not always but but sometimes that's that's the way that's the way it gets in um and our minds are sometimes what is actually in the background behind our emotions and behind our, our, our desperate sense of things are falling apart and there's, there's nothing hopeful anymore. What's actually happening there is a problem in the mind. And so God says, okay, then I'll give you, I'll give you what you need. I'll, I'll argue with you, you know, in yeah. the best possible sense, I'll give you something that you need to, to run into. Um, so it's love and faithfulness as we were saying, is not just, a, a, it's not, it's not kind of a, just a feeling. It should result. That's what we return to. I together, you know, we remember that. And when we remember that, then it should be, I think in that way, where, where our, our thinking and our, our remembering of things brings us to gratitude and which then frees us to, to go on thinking and remembering. And yeah, it's, and, and instead of just a circle, it's probably a circle moving, you know, that way and right, grow, right. growing in our, our trust because, and for the growing for the next, for the next time. Or, or maybe a, a spiral staircase. Yes, that's right. That's yeah. Yeah. I, I think of uh, Mary and Martha at Lazarus's death. They both said the same thing to the Lord Jesus when he came yes. up to them. But with Martha, he, he gives the logic. He, he yeah. talks about the resurrection. And with Mary, he weeps with her. Uh, she, she, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he knows, he knows each one of us where we're at. And he, you know, we, we have a lot to learn from him, even kind of pastorally, even as, as friends and as, as people come alongside people who are hurting and to, to sense what's the need of the moment. And, and he did that. And yeah. I think that's a tremendous example how we dealt with those those two with the same right. question. Right, but to see also that the the Martha is a is a good approach, yeah. like what you're saying that that logical right. approach. Yeah, that's right. yeah, that's right. Yeah. Well, good, good. Uh, really enjoyed the time with you, brother. Thank you. I've enjoyed it very much. Uh,